Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherd. Today we're going to have a Soul Talk on forgiving emotionally. This is one of the topics that we teach on in our Soul Shepherding Institute, Christy, and a really important subject when it comes to our mental health and our relationships with one another and, of course, with the Lord, is living in forgiveness, the forgiveness that we need for our sins and faults and that other people need from us. And uh, there's so many misconceptions around forgiveness, and and so we want to unpack that in this podcast and want to give thanks to our listener, Joan Graham, who asked a question about this that's inspired this podcast. And it's just a reminder to all of you, we love hearing from you, and you know, let us know how God is touching you, uh, speaking to you in Soul Talks. One way to do that is, is go on to iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, and, and leave us a review. Give us a, a quick rating and review, and that also helps people to find soul talks, but we read all we read all of your comments wherever they come from and your questions, and and so that helps make soul talks interactive. Forgiveness is a tough subject because it involves pain. When we have to forgive somebody, it means we've been really hurt, and and a lot of us like to kind of brush through that, and sometimes we don't want to really feel the pain, and so we we'll want to just think that forgiveness can just be decisional. Just like I, I choose to forgive and I'm done. Or sometimes we, we hold out and we feel like, well, I can't forgive until somebody apologizes. And we will attach sometimes forgiveness to an apology. But both of those things really can cheat us from a lot of growth in, in grace, in our intimacy with Jesus, and in our emotional and relational health. Yeah, and forgiveness is not minimizing or, or overlooking. You know, sometimes you think, oh, it wasn't that bad you know, or, you know, other people have it worse or, and so we sort of make, make light of it. And that's not forgiveness. Forgiveness has to do with, with wrongs, with, uh, with sin, with situations where there's been damage or irresponsibility or a lack of love. And, or at least that's the way it's felt to, to, to me. And so I need to forgive. And that is not just a, a gift or a release to offer to somebody else. It is that, but it's also for my own healing. Because <laughs> if, if, I, if I withhold forgiveness from others, what the Bible teaches uh, many places, including the lips of Jesus, that that cuts us off from God's forgiveness. If Forgiveness is a circle. It, it, it's, it's a loop. And so giving and receiving uh, go together. And so uh, if we're receiving God's forgiveness for our shortcomings, then we, we will share it with others. As God's mercy comes into us, we can't help but share it with others. Uh, if we're not doing that, then it calls into question how deeply we've actually received and trusted in that mercy and forgiveness, how much we've really been honest and, and vulnerable in confessing our sins and our brokenness to receive grace there. And it can work the other way, too. Forgiving others can actually help me to receive God's forgiveness because they, they affect each other. Yeah, the process of forgiving others has been really helpful for me, actually, in my intimacy with Jesus, because it is, it has exposed to me realizations of ways when I'm just feeling the, the horrible pain or the terrible anger at somebody who's really hurt me, and then I think about, how does Jesus empathize with me in this? And I connect with that, and then I think, okay, how is there a way I've done this to the Lord? Or oftentimes the Holy Spirit will just reveal that, and it 
it reveals an area where I'm able to feel a deeper level of godly sorrow, and then I'm able to receive more of God's grace. So what you're saying is by uh, something that helps you with forgiveness is to reflect on the life of Jesus and examples of him forgiving uh, those who sinned against him. And Mm -hmm. as you appreciate that, as you put yourself in that circle of offenders who have in different ways wronged the Lord, that helps you to then take heart from Jesus and forgive others as you've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul says in Colossians, yes. forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I think about also the when I'm confronting pain from somebody sinning against me or hurting me, I'm, ten, I'm tending in my anger and my hurt to want to point the finger. But then there's those three fingers pointing back at me. And so I am looking at what they've done that's been so hurtful or, or feels so wrong. But I'm also looking at what, how am I, how's this sin in me too? And how am I guilty of this same thing? And especially in my relationship with the Lord. Yeah, so like James is teaching uh, chapter 5 of his his, uh, letter, uh, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And this is in connection with, with prayer. Uh, praying for faith for uh, for one another to be healed of different situations. And he's saying, hey, you know, part of this process of coming into wholeness of, of body is whole, wholeness of relationships and in, in our mind and our spirit, uh, our heart. And so it's uh, um, confessing our sins is part of that. So this is part of the forgiveness process is that we would own uh, our our wrongdoings, our lack of love and uh, apologize and uh, say, you know, how, how have I offended you? Uh, help me understand how that felt for you. And so that sort of empathy, so vulnerability, uh, ownership, empathy, those are part of forgiveness. Uh, and yet sometimes the people that we need to forgive aren't being vulnerable. They're not owning, they're, they're taking responsibility and they're not having empathy for us, but yet we are still called to forgive because that's what Jesus does for us, and that's a, a witness uh, for Christ. That that's an expression of the gospel when we will offer a, a undeserved gift of forgiveness to somebody, and it, un- it unlocks the bitterness that could be developing in our in our own soul and body if we don't forgive. It, it releases us. It heals us. It's freeing for sure. Yeah, and yet it, it's not a one-time transactional thing. It's a process, especially for big wounds big ways that we've been sinned against and injured. Oftentimes it's like an onion for me. It's like I'll I'll do my first layer of forgiveness. You know, I'll make the choice to forgive, the decision, the intellectual consent to forgive. I'll which which involves a level of pain because I have to own the ways I've been hurt. I mean I have to own it, you know, just like acknowledging it. I need to like say, you know, this this has really hurt me. And be honest about that, be willing to feel that. And then so I make the decision to forgive, but I still have an emotional process of I'm having to grieve the consequences of their the way they've hurt me, of the injury. And every time I'm feeling the consequence of that injury, I can say, yes, I've chosen to forgive or I choose to forgive, but that's not enough. I can actually use that to repress my emotions, and then it doesn't help me really get free and forgive. Instead, what I need to do when I feel that injury again is to grieve, to grieve the loss of it, what it's costing me. And to feel the pain and, and use that again to connect with the Lord and cry out to the Lord to receive empathy. Or sometimes I need that from another person where I'm just needing somebody to help me process my 
my pain and to grieve and to be able to share the anger that I'm feeling. And yeah, and what you just said there, Christy, really gets at the title of this podcast, Forgiving Emotionally. We're not saying that forgiveness is like uh, only an emotional process. Uh, we're saying that we have emotions uh, connected with the process of forgiving, with the, the uh, our own sins or the sins of others against us. We're going to have feelings about that. And those emotions are the window into our soul, into our deeper person. And so they uh, bring out the, the, the price of forgiveness. They, they bring out the places where there is a unresolved conflict or a wound or a, a bitterness, a misunderstanding, uh, some way that we've been damaged or somebody else has been damaged. And so feelings are the way into that. And so you, you make a really important point there. I want to make sure that you who are listening didn't miss that, that sometimes uh, in these larger situations of an important relationship or uh, an offense that is sticking with us and we find ourselves rehearsing the, the conversation or the situation or what we wish we could say or having feelings of anger, uh, even uh, uh, like wanting revenge. It shows that there's a, there's a deeper process here that we're needing to uncover. And uh, if we just uh, push down the emotion of anger or hurt as a way of saying, well, I've already forgiven, you know, I, I, I think positive, uh, that's not really forgiving because there's there's a decision in forgiveness that's an important part of it to say you know deciding to forgive and then remaking that decision is part of what we're illustrating but it's not just a decision it's also a whole process of of our life and our soul and feelings are a part of that and in fact feelings are are a gift they're not just like a, a nuisance here or or a, a weight that's burdening us or or a, a pain that that's uh, uh, difficult because it's opening up our, our eyes and our, to, to look at the situation and reflect more deeply about it and pray more deeply about it and then talk to somebody safe and, and seek empathy and seek understanding and seek the, the strength and courage that we need to continue on in, in a spirit of, of grace. Yes, and, and for many of us, the forgiveness comes in the context of a relationship with somebody who's hurt us and who may continue to hurt us. And so it can be complicated that way, too, because sometimes we need to look at, okay, where am I enabling this injury? And I need to maybe set some boundaries. Uh, or where am I choosing to risk the continually being hurt by this person because I want to stay in relationship with them, but I need to continue to forgive. I need to keep the forgiveness current. So part of what's going on there is we, is we, we can mix up forgiveness and reconciliation as though... They're either the same thing or they have to be connected. But uh, we teach that they actually don't have to be connected. Sometimes it's not uh, safe or wise to reconcile with someone because reconciliation is a two-way street. That requires change on my part and on the other person's part so that the relationship would be safe and would be God-honoring. Uh, and so if that does not exist, then uh, maybe I don't reconcile, but I still... Uh, I'm called to forgive uh, for the healing of my soul and the extending of, of God's mercy to another person. Yeah, there's times where we really need a hard boundary there to where not only are we forgiving the person and not reconciling, but we're keeping a boundary up that will keep us from the re-injury. But then there are relationships where we choose the re-injury in order to stay in the relationship, and we just continue to work a constant for forgiveness process there because the 
we do the forgiveness work and we've, we feel like we've done it and then there's another trigger or another pain, infliction. And the key there where, where we're in a relationship, say if with a family member, and uh, it's not at the level of, of volatility or unsafety that we, we feel led by the Lord to have a, a significant boundary of space there, but we are continuing in interaction with that person, but yet there are continued injuries that occur the key there is what what what's going on in the inside of me when I'm with this person that is uh, hurting me or disrespecting me or doing something that's offending me. Uh, you know, again, you're sort of a re-injury. And if I'm looking to that person to be different than they've been, and I'm putting my hopes in that, and I'm I have a, a vulnerability, a softness in my heart of needing something from them. That, that's going to be trouble. That's mm-hmm. going to be a problem. But if I have come to uh, terms with the reality of this person's uh, personality and character and the dynamic in the relationship between us, and so now I'm, I'm guarding my heart in terms of my, my needs and my expectations, and I'm standing with Jesus in the Father's world, in the spiritual reality of God's kingdom, and, and with me is my support system, people that I do feel safe with, who, who do give me empathy and grace and pray for me and, and nurture and develop me in the Lord. And so if I have strength in God's kingdom and in God's family, then in this relationship that's difficult, I can hold back on my expectations uh, and my needs. And maybe this is like most an issue with um, you know, uh, adults with their, their, their parent or parents with their adult children. But these closest relationships where... We, we very naturally have some hopes and desires for what we want to experience in that relationship. But if we're expecting someone to be different than they are, then that's going to be really uh, hurtful and problematic for us. So we need to learn to get those needs met in a different way so that now in that relationship, I have a certain, certain sense of internal boundaries. Sometimes we think of boundaries just means like space. Okay, don't deal with that person. No, actually, boundaries means self-identity. Boundaries at the, the crux and core and foundation of it is my, my identity, my internal structure, my ability to be separate from another person and have a source of well-being, a source of self-esteem. Even when I'm with that person and even if they are not treating me in a loving way, I can still hold on to my sense of self if I have healthy boundaries. And sometimes we need both, the external and the internal boundaries. You're more talking about the internal boundaries of self, but sometimes we do need some external ones to protect us from even being with the person. My, yeah, my point is that we yeah. always need to develop and strengthen our, our awareness and, and our confidence around our internal boundaries mm-hmm. within, our, within our personality and how we relate to people. But uh, yeah, sometimes for safety's sake uh, or for wisdom, uh, or for letting someone be responsible for their situation and, and not be rescued by us, we need a physical distance also. So Jesus tells us to forgive uh, 70 times 7 when Peter asks him. And I think that's because of what we're saying here, that forgiveness is a process. And, you know, I think that when each of us reflect on our lives, these, uh, these situations come up a lot. Uh, this came up for me just recently uh, in a, a group situation and ran into a colleague I haven't seen in a while and uh, someone that, that um, I respect and, and have known. And, um, but not too long ago, uh, he said some things that were really disrespectful and really hurtful to me. And I just, I just felt really, really judged and just did not feel like safe. And 
Uh, so when I saw him again, it was like a chance to like, oh yeah, I want to forgive him. I want to trust him to the Lord. I want to be kind. And, uh, but I want to keep a certain guard up internally here sort of to protect myself. And this is not a relationship where it, it's, it's so close or there's so many interactions that I would feel like, you know, I need to like talk it through with him and, you know, express all this to him. It's more, uh, it's more of an opportunity for me in private to just pray blessings on him and trust him to the Lord and, and to forgive so that I don't nurture. It would be, it'd be easy for me apart from the Lord to like nurture a, a, a bitterness or, or a counter judgment. I feel judged by him. So now I'm going to judge him in my mind and then go into negative places. And, and so, uh, by, uh, praying that through and releasing that to the Lord and by seeking, uh, empathy from a friend who keeps a confidence, uh, these things have helped me to let go of this and not have a bitterness in my heart or or even a, a shame. Like a, like if I, another problem we can have with forgiveness is where we receive the the, the, the judgment, the, the, the rejection, and it, it kind of gets into our personality and into our sense of self and we just feel bad about ourselves. And that that's, can also be a consequence of not forgiving. And so I don't want to go there either. I, I, I want God's grace to permeate me and so that I get cleansed from that toxic interaction I had with that person so that now I'm, I'm freed up to be myself. Yeah, so when you saw him, it triggered the injury. It, t- it triggered the wound that you felt from him when he was disrespectful to you. And so you, instead of just kind of shutting it down and saying, oh, I, I, I choose to forgive him or I chose to forgive him, you let yourself feel the pain again. And then you saw empathy, you shared actually with me it was with me because i i was the only one that knew about this and received some empathy for me some validation for how how it hurt how that was a trigger i could understand it was a trigger to see him in that context and how it would bring all that back but then you also resisted the temptation to just go to judgment and judging him as a way to distract yourself from the pain of it also you let yourself you let yourself experience the trigger and you used it to continue the forgiveness process. Yeah, like you said about peeling back the layers of the onion. And, and I've learned to see this kind of a situation actually as an opportunity. You know, I like to say my life is uh, Jesus' school of discipleship. And the Lord is sovereign, and I, I ask him to arrange the circumstances of my life so that I can be more loving to Jesus and other people. And so I got an opportunity here to do some internal forgiveness work and to give a, a secret blessing to this person. He doesn't know that I was praying for him and praying blessings for him and his, his life and family and his work. And that was all inspired because I saw him and then it, it brought back the memory of what happened. And then I had to face the temptations because yeah, part of me wanted to just minimize the whole thing and overlook it. Part of me, I was tempted to go into feeling shame and rehearse in my mind the judgments uh, that he put on me. And then another part of me, probably the biggest temptation for me, was to go into anger and internally have conversations in my head about how what I want to say to him or how I would judge him or find fault with him uh, in, in different ways to sort of boost myself up by, by putting him down. And all three of those sorts of things, the denial, going into shame, and then having an angry conversation in my head, those are all toxic and, and counter to forgiveness. Because forgiveness is meant to, to be a gift of healing for me and for the other person. But if you didn't let yourself feel the pain again and, and work through the emotions 
and grieve the loss because there was a loss for you that came in this original conversation, grieve the loss of that, then that would get in the way and inhibit your forgiveness process and your own personal growth and discipleship. And so you let this trigger that triggered all that again, give you another opportunity to do some more soul work. Yes. And, and you're right that part of the soul work was around the loss because I had asked him for a favor. And so uh, the loss uh, was a grieving process is feeling sad, you know, at a way that he could have uh, helped me that I think would have been good for him as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't a huge thing that I asked, but um, so yeah, there was disappointment there and there was sadness. And so feeling that and inviting the Lord into that it was a healing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also been learning for you too, because you learned something about this person that, that you didn't know that then also has made you realize, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to forgive, but I'm also going to remember some things that I've learned here so that I know not to ask for or look to partner with this person in ways that I, I maybe would have trusted before. Yes, that's an important part. You know, we have the expression, uh, forgive and forget, and it's not a good expression because uh, forgetting is not necessarily connected to forgiving. In, in many cases, it's not wise to forget because we need we need to remember. The point that's in that saying is that we don't want to rehearse something in a, in a way that's, you know, bitter or judgmental on the other person or on me. And there is a scripture that God remembers our sins no more, but, you know, God's omniscient. So it's not like God is, is you know, forgetting things. It's like he's not calling them to mind. When, when we sin, he's, he's not continually judging us over that sin. He lets go of it. And that's what the Lord is, is uh, inviting us to do. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't remember something and we don't learn from something. It's always important to learn from our life experiences. One of the things that's helped me with this, and it helped me with this instance, because I was affected too, is to, you know, I was able to identify based on what, what this person said that was injurious to us, that, well, he, he's at a different Christ stage than I would have thought he was in. And as I learned that through this experience, um, it's enabled me, that learning has been valuable to me in my expectation of him. Yeah. So that's uh, forgiving emotionally. And uh, we'd love to uh, dialogue with you more about this. And one way we can do that very simply is in our blog this week, we're talking about forgiveness and uh, also in uh, Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, uh, we unpack with uh, little snacks, uh, different insights and encouragements and prayers that God has given us. And Uh, Again, just want to thank uh, all of you who have joined us on the journey with our book, Journey of the Soul, A Practical Guide to Emotional and Spiritual Growth, and just so appreciate you. Some of you have had us speak in your church, or you've uh, led a small group on the book, or uh, shared the book with a friend. You've uh, uh, left us uh, comments, questions, and we really appreciate that. Uh, We just got a, a review on Amazon from Wes who said that in Journey of the Soul, it just feels like uh, there's just a spillover of deep empathy and compassion for the different cycles of growth that we all experience in our walk with Christ, uh, and that that is helping him to accept himself and others, to to be less judgmental, uh, to give empathy to other people, whatever Christ stage of faith that they are in, to understand that and accompany them in that place. Uh, This is 
such a helpful tool for us who are small group leaders or spiritual directors, soul friends, uh, Bible teachers, to know the people that we're interacting with as to which stage of faith are they in. And you begin to understand the, the difficulties and the needs and the temptations and uh, and, and then even which soul care practices, which spiritual disciplines are likely to be most helpful at which stage. And so uh, that's what we want, is we want to spill over with deep empathy and compassion for you in your cycle of growth, wherever you are with Jesus. So I uh, love having you on the journey of the soul with us. And if you, if you are on that journey with us, please jump on Amazon, leave us a star rating, Gosh, it just takes a second, but it helps more people to find the book. And the leader guide, also, if you use the leader guide, which helps you uh, lead others through the book, uh, just leave a star rating there. And the bonuses, you could leave uh, a review as well, just a few sentences, and I uh, really appreciate that. Lord Jesus, how grateful we are to you for your grace, for your forgiveness, and just the way that you walk with us and empower us to forgive for your empathy for us in areas that we have been injured and sinned against and hurt and are struggling with forgiveness. And we ask, Lord, that you would be with each person listening today as they are trying to work through following you and obeying you and getting the freedom and the grace that you offer them in them and between them and those that have hurt them. And so we ask that you would continue to teach them and show them your empathy, your love, and your grace power in their process of forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's something that you would like to have a soul talk with and maybe feel like, I don't know who I can talk to about this. I don't have a safe place or a person, or I'm not sure someone would understand what I'm grappling with. We want to let you know that Soul Shepherding has senior spiritual directors available that you can meet with. You can go on to soulshepherding.org forward slash network, and you will see our senior spiritual directors on there. You can read about them. You can book an appointment right there to contact with them. An appointment with a Soul Shepherding spiritual director can be a great opportunity for you to be listened to with empathy to be listened to by somebody else who is listening to Holy Spirit at the same time they're listening to you and is praying for you and interceding for you and holding that space for you and to help you grow in your relationship with Christ and your emotional and spiritual growth. So we hope that you will take advantage of that and also spread the news about that to other people in your life that need a soul shepherd. We often hear from people who would like to be more effective small group leaders. And so Bill and I have done a webinar called Group Shepherding. We had a lot of fun with this webinar, just distilling some of our learnings over the years from groups that we've led in our understanding of people and emotional and spiritual health. So we invite you to check out the Group Shepherding webinar. You can find information in the show notes or go to soulshepherding.org and look in our shop. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.